Hello and thank you for logging on to the Memory Gauge, your new favourite Digimon card game podcast. I'm your host, Connor, and today we'll be covering a topic that should be very important to any of us who want to see our game stay strong and grow. How to introduce new players to the Digimon card game. But first, we are coming up on the one year anniversary of the first episode of the Memory Gauge podcast and a reminder that to celebrate we are throwing a webcam based tournament over on the Memory Gauge Discord server. The tournament will be 7pm Friday, October 22nd Eastern Standard Time or for my AEST friends, 9am on Saturday, October the 23rd. It is free to sign up, participation is open to anyone and everyone and we have some great prizes. Those who finish in the top eight will each receive a booster pack of the latest set. Those who finish in the top three will each receive one of our lovely custom memory gauge podcast exclusive playmats designed by the terrific artist Jack Clark at After Clark over on Twitter. Please go check out their work. And finally, the winner of the event will be invited to be a guest on this very podcast where we will talk about their winning deck list, their matchups for from the day, and their Digimon card game story. Registration is now open with the link in the show notes. It is free, open to anyone, October 22nd, 7pm EST, and October 23rd, 9am AEST. See you all there. Now for our main topic. Clearly, if you're listening to this podcast, you have some interest in the Digimon card game. You might just be picking it up for the first time, or you're a long-term player. Either way, if you're interested in the game, you'll likely be interested in helping it to succeed. And one of the best ways that we as players can do that is to introduce more players to our game. Not only is that great for the health of the game as a whole, but introducing new people to the game is great for you personally. Because the more people you know who play Digimon, the more people you have to play Digimon with, which is always great. But introducing someone to a whole new game isn't always easy, especially trading card games because they tend to have a lot of moving pieces and a lot of rules to learn. So today, I would like to spend some time giving you some tips and advice for teaching our game to new players. Now before we start, I just want to say that this is not a tutorial on how to play the game, and that's for a couple of reasons. Firstly, I think trying to teach people how to play a game through an audio-only format like a podcast is just never going to work well. Secondly, there are already heaps of resources for that, so I'm going to link some of my favorite articles and videos in the show notes, so if you are after a tutorial for how to play the game, make sure to check those out. So, here is my advice for teaching new players how to play Digimon, and all of this advice comes from personal experience, teaching my friends how to play various board and card games over the years, so a special thanks before we begin to my gaming friends for all of their inadvertent help putting this episode together. My first piece of advice is, if at all possible, make sure that you know the person who you're teaching. And I don't just mean that you know who they are, although that's going to help. What I mean is it's kind of helpful when you're teaching someone to know something about them. What kinds of things do they enjoy in a game? If you know that the person likes art in their games, you can emphasize that the 
that Digimon has some wonderful game art and plenty of alternate art cards to collect. If you know that the person is competitive, you can put an emphasis on the strategy of the game and the large competitive scene that you can find online. And if you know the person is a fan of Digimon, that's a slam dunk. Make sure to tell them about all of their favorite Digimon that appear as cards in the game. With any luck, the person will already be excited to learn the game, but it can never hurt by to start by telling them what there is to enjoy about a game. And if you don't know what the person enjoys, you can always tell them what it is that you like about the game. You are definitely going to be passionate about the game, and sharing that passion with others is a great way to get them excited as well. And it's always easier to learn something when we have an interest in learning it, so I like to begin by generating that interest. My second piece of advice is a bit more practical and it's to have a rulebook handy. Now, whether you just picked up the game yourself for the first time, or if you've judged multiple high-profile tournaments, whoever you are, this advice stands. You never know what kind of curveball question your new player is going to throw at you, and having the rulebook with you lets you answer almost any question quickly and accurately. You definitely don't want to misremember a ruling and give your new player the wrong information. So do yourself a favor, take the guesswork out of it. Don't have to try and go off your memory. I will have a link to the official rulebook as well as other rulings in the show notes. And really, when you're teaching somebody new, you should try to have access to these because it will just make the whole thing a lot easier. So now that your new player knows what's exciting about Digimon and you have your rulebook nearby, you're ready to answer any questions, where do you start explaining the rules? What do you start with? There are so many rules to go through. Where do you begin? Fortunately, the experiences of game creators across decades of game design can help inform the way that we begin teaching the Digimon card game. If you flip open the instruction manual for just about any board game you can think of, one of, if not the very first piece of information that you'll see presented in the instructions, is the goal of the game. Now there's a few reasons that game designers give you this information first. Firstly, everyone wants to know how to win, no matter how non-competitive you are. If you're going to play a game, you want to know what you need to do to win. You want to know what the goal of the game is. Secondly, it's a lot easier to grasp the rules of a game and to understand all of the possible actions that you can take when you know what the end goal is. Knowing the goal of the game will provide context for all of that other information that you're going to be presenting. So giving the goal first really helps to give direction to the rest of your instruction. Your player will be thinking, oh yes, this is why I might play or Digivolve Digimon because I need to attack through the security and win. So I want to have a lot of Digimon. Oh, okay, this powers up my Digimon. It just gives form to the instruction and makes it make a lot more sense. My next piece of advice is concerning your delivery. Although Digimon is much simpler than a lot of other games like Magic the Gathering, for example, that's been around for a very long time, there are still a lot of rules. And especially if someone hasn't played a card game before, that can be really intimidating. So it's important not to overwhelm your new player by trying to give them all of the information they're ever going to need all at once. Now, the best way that I've found to teach a complex game to new players is to break the information down into small chunks and to make sure that your new player has understood what you've taught them before you move on to the next chunk. So you might start by showing them a Digimon card. This is a great place to start because Digimon represent the majority of the cards that a player will use 
and interact with in a game, and they're how the player will try to win the game. And here again, you can chunk your information even further and omit details that your new player doesn't need just yet. Everyone needs to know where to find a Digimon's power and cost, but does a player playing the game for the first time ever really need to know where to find the Digimon's type and attribute and what the difference is between Warrior and Holy Warrior? Probably not. Adding too much detail is just going to overwhelm a new player and make them think, oh, there's too much to learn, it's too complicated. So just stick to the things that they will need to know so they can grasp the basics. The next piece of advice I have isn't always possible for everyone, but if you can follow it, it will be a great help. If you expect to be teaching someone how to play Digimon, or even if you just have a bit of spare time and some space in your game bag, it can be a great idea to build and keep a practice deck on hand. Now, a practice deck isn't just any deck. You don't want to teach someone how to play by handing them your security control or Lilith loop deck because those decks are way too complex, way too many moving parts. A beginner's not really going to be able to pilot them. And even if they do learn how to pilot, say, security control, it's so different from all the other decks out there. It's almost like you're not, you haven't even taught them all of the rules of the game. So an easy way to get around this is to have a practice deck. And the easiest way to have a practice deck with you is to keep a starter deck with you. The starter decks are specifically designed to introduce new players to the game. But maybe you've used all the pieces from your starter decks in other decks like me, or you just can't find any, they're too hard to find to buy, or you can't afford to buy a starter deck, especially because you're not really going to use it, you're just going to keep it around that's okay. Another great option is to build your own practice deck. There's a few key things to remember when building a practice deck. It shouldn't be too complex. For example, look at the cards that come in the starter decks. There's a lot of cards in those decks that don't have any effects at all, which is great for new players because it means that they have a lot less information to remember. A new player can get overwhelmed if they feel like they have to learn a new effect on each of the cards in the deck. Having Digimon with no effects really lowers the barrier to entry by a lot. Your practice deck, like a starter deck, should also have a simple strategy, focused on one or two effects. The Gaia Red starter deck, for example, the majority of the cards in there either power up your Digimon or add security attacks. If all the cards in your practice deck have effects that do more or less the same thing, that reduces the amount of new information a new player has to take in from the cards, so they can focus on learning the mechanics of the game. And if you'd like an example of a practice deck, I spent some time recently putting one together using only rare rarity cards and below, so rares, uncommons, and commons, things that you should have lying around. So just to show you how it can be really easy to put together a deck, that you can use to teach someone to play the game. If you want to see that, I've put the link to the digimoncard.dev uh, deck in the show notes. The next tip is a simple one, but it is an important one. You need to go slowly and keep your cool. We're experienced players with dozens, if not hundreds of games under our belts, some of us. It can be easy to forget what it was like when we were learning the game for the first time. And you need to remember, everyone learns at a different pace, in different ways, and not every idea, every concept is going to click straight away for your player. Don't rush through your instructions. Make sure that you relax. It may take your new player some time to understand the rules, and that's okay. 
It's important that we never make someone feel lesser for trying to learn something new, because not only does it put new players off of learning our game, which is detrimental to the health of the game, also it's just unpleasant. No one wants to spend time with the person who belittles people who are taking their time to pick up a new concept. And if you know that you can't help but be that person, maybe you just need to accept that you're not the best personality for teaching new players, and that's okay too. We should always try to be aware of our limitations. Finally, and this may seem counterintuitive, after all, you're the instructor in this scenario, not the student, make sure to ask questions. When you get to the end of an explanation, ask your new player if they understood what you just told them, or if there's anything they want you to explain again. People can sometimes be shy to admit that they don't understand something, especially when they can see that you've put a lot of effort and time into explaining it. So by asking them if they understand or asking them, would you like me to repeat anything, you're giving them permission to ask you in turn for the information that they need. And you can remember our previous tip here too, never belittle someone for asking a question. If they're asking questions, they're trying to understand, and that's what we want them to do. So you should reward your new player for their efforts. If you make them feel bad about asking questions, they'll stop asking questions, and then they might miss crucial information, or they might just give up entirely, and then we lose a new player to our game. So to recap, you should know the person, if at all possible. Know what they like in a game, so you can tailor your instruction and your sort of selling of the game to that person. You should have a rule book handy so that you don't have to try and think of every ruling off the top of your head and so that if your player throws a curveball question at you, you're ready to answer it accurately and quickly. You should start with how to win the game. It's important for all new players to understand early on how they win because that's what everyone's going to be trying to do while they play the game. That's the first thing you need to understand. Break your information into chunks. Don't present everything all at once. Break it down into small sections and teach things one at a time. And feel free to omit details that are not going to be needed until later as well. Have a rule book handy. I've already said that. Have a practice deck. Have a practice deck built. A deck that's not too complicated, has a really simple win condition. Something that you can use to teach the game to people. And as you're instructing, make sure to ask questions. Now, hopefully this has been a helpful sort of starter guide to teaching new players how to play the Digimon card game. Teaching someone how to play a game can be hard, but it is so important to the health of our game that we keep getting new players in. And if you're able to teach someone to play and then they come to enjoy the game, love the game, you are going to feel so great about introducing someone to one of their new favorite hobbies. So I hope you feel emboldened to go out and teach our game to somebody new. Alrighty, you've heard about enough from me. Now I would like to hear from you. Our listener question of the week is, how do you learn new games? What strategies work for you? Tweet your answers at me, post them in the Memory Gauge Facebook group, or join our Discord where you can catch me at all times, because I just love hanging out there with you guys. I would love to hear your thoughts. If you have any questions, feedback, comments, or concerns, tweet at me at ConnorEFMG. Email me at memorygagepodcast at gmail.com, join our Facebook group, The Memory Gauge Podcast, or join our Discord server. Links to all that are in the show notes. I am always happy to hear from you, listeners. New episodes come out each and every week, so make sure to follow The Memory Gauge Podcast on your podcast service of choice to stay up to date. Thank you so much for listening, 
This is the memory gauge, logging out.